my friend just seemed completely different like it was like who is this person in front of me normally she's really bubbly we have a good laugh I was just watching it getting more and more concerned and she did say to me like I really wish you had spoken up more and I really wish you just shaken me to kind of make me feel like more aware of what was happening the thing that my friends picked up on was how sad I was getting because when someone is undermining your self-esteem like that it does bring you down and it does make you feel underappreciated. <laughs> yeah. And that can be overwhelming when you're pouring your heart out into someone's like world and it's just not getting you anywhere. My name is Rita and this is the Friends Can Tell podcast. National research has shown that young people experience the highest rates of relationship abuse of any age group. When we experience toxic behaviour in a relationship, a close friend is the person that young people are most likely to go to for help. 90% of young people have tried to support a friend in this situation, but 83% said that self-doubt about how to best help gets in the way. In this podcast, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and Angie, where we share our different experiences of toxic relationships. My experience supporting a friend facing controlling behaviours in a relationship and Angie's experience of abuse in a relationship, which her friends helped her to leave. This is the first time we'd spoken. Just a warning that this conversation contains descriptions of relationship abuse and violence. Hi, my name's Angie. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Can you see me? I can see you. <laughs> oh, perfect. Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually. How are you doing? I'm not bad. It's not a, it's not a bad day at work today. So, you know, it makes you feel better, <laughs> even if the weather <laughs> isn't that great. Um, so have you had like any experience yourself with abuse or is it more just like your friends? Yeah, me personally, I don't believe I've gone through any cases of emotional or any kind of toxic environment in a relationship but it is more just speaking from the lessons I've learned through how my friends have gone through things and and actually just reflecting on what I could have done better as a friend Um, and also I'd be really interested to see like if you agree with what I say or if you think maybe I am going down the wrong path so that's really what I would love to gain from today yeah how about yourself? Yeah, I've like I've had a little bit of first-hand experience in like in an abusive relationship and it was my friends that basically got me out of it. So when it first started, I basically dropped out of uni because my dad had gone into a coma and then I just sort of like ended up getting into this really intense relationship and like moving in with him and befriending his housemates and like his his set of friends and then it wasn't for like a few months until I realized that he was making fun of me um in front of his friends and stuff but um basically uh he strangled me um just out of the blue yeah he um he was like I don't know at the time I like excused it too much like over rationalizing it I think I thought he was going through psychosis or like a mental mm. breakdown at the time. But um, he said afterwards that he did it because he thought he could. And like, I think that goes to show wow. the, the level of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, it's insane that you, you know, made it through, <laughs> you picked it up. And at such a young age as well, like it's, I feel like when you're younger, you, 
like you said, you rationalize things because you've not experienced things a lot of the time and you don't know a lot of the time if this is just ups and downs of a relationship, this is what it's like being with someone versus what could actually be, you know, what you went through a really toxic relationship. Yeah, and like, I think he blamed me for like our finances, like not Mm. being great and like, yeah, he would kind of like, trade snacks and stuff for like affection or whatever mm, like, that's <laughs> manipulation yeah like proper very manipulative yeah and like yeah, yeah. And in like um, a really weird way that doesn't it makes you feel cared for that's... but then it makes you feel like you're being bought doesn't it and like, yeah 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 the first thing that my friends picked up on was how sad I was getting because when someone is undermining your self-esteem like that, it does bring you down and it does make you feel like, you know, uh, underappreciated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that can be overwhelming when you're pouring your heart out into someone's, like, world and it's just not getting you anywhere. Um, well, I mean, you're amazing to have gotten through it and to actually realise now that all those different red flags, you know, and then you can go back and support your friends. It's unfair that we have to go through that or people have to go through that to kind of make it out the other side and know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I think the best thing that my friends did was intervene. Um, Mm. And like, as much as that can be a really hard thing to do, especially in a new relationship to like take your friend to the side and be like, look, is everything okay? But if it wasn't for that, then I, I would probably still be putting up with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How did your friends intervene? Like, what did they say to you? I think they were, like, talking to themselves about it first, just to make sure that they were both on the same page. But, like, yeah, they just took me to the side and they were like, I don't think that they care how they make you feel. And, like, they pointed out that people have natural blind spots, don't they? Mm. Um, and then abusers tend to sort of, like, notice where yeah. the blind spots are and then hide there and, like, you know, just, like, spin darkness into it. Yeah. And, like, do you know what? Nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Notice that. And yeah. it helped me, like, sort of realise when he was doing it and then when I was standing up for myself, they were the ones who kept validating me and, like, actually saying like yeah basically I'm not I'm not the one being unreasonable here and like that was that was important for the courage to leave yeah tell me a bit more about your thing (laughs) I guess the way I came at it is the lessons I've learned um through seeing some of my friends go through relationships like full disclaimer I'm a type of person that thinks very logically about things like it's just my way of thinking and I've I've grown up like that it's very like look at the facts and if it seems right or wrong you make a decision based on that but I missed the empathy part of things in the beginning Mm -hmm. understanding why people were feeling this way or understanding that it's not always someone sees something wrong and then they can decide that you know they need to step away there's feelings evolve emotions evolved and people have vulnerabilities that make them you know open to that kind of toxicity sometimes and the first yeah and the first few instances where I saw my friends getting into relationships that I necessarily didn't agree with or I didn't think were good for them I would be really flat out with it like I'd say like well, based on this, you know, you know, I saw him say this to you in front of me at one point in time, which I thought was really rude or toxic. 
I don't like him and I don't think you should be with him. That was absolutely Mm. the wrong approach to take because what I did through that is alienate my friends. I don't know what you think of that, but... I honestly think it takes a lot of courage to be truthful and honest and to say how you feel about something and to be honest you you did come from like a place of care so you you can't be hard on yourself about that because you absolutely did do the right thing in expressing that it was wrong and what they said was wrong yeah I think like it can be really hard to undo some of the manipulation that's already gone on and like I think it's important to like understand why your friend may have been attracted to that relationship exactly the only way you could have helped that is just to soften it and be like look I care about you I want what's best for you and just like make sure that you add that sort of like what you genuinely do already feel just like try and find like the the words I lacked sensitivity in the beginning because sometimes you just want to shake your friend and be like wake up like this is not okay Absolutely. But you need to understand they're caught in this situation. Like you said, people have blind spots. And then when that blind spot is being pressed on all the time and person is like, you know, exploiting it, then they can't see what's going on. And it might be easy for you as a third person to see this isn't right. But you can't just go out and make your friend feel like stupid for not seeing that. Yeah, it can, it can be really hard to break out of those relationships. People say like it takes maybe nine times to leave your abuser. Yeah. How many times did you try to leave? Well, I stayed with him too long. I stayed with him throughout the restraining order, breaking the law and everything. But um, my friends, I didn't even bother letting them know about it because I didn't worry them. And like I alienated myself all over again. And then Mm. I realized nothing's going to change. And I realized like, yeah, it's just an abusive relationship. There's nothing else gain from it there's nothing else to gleam out of it and like yeah sometimes it's not based on truth and sometimes it's not based on love I realized that this isn't making me happy like this is still draining me this is still not love (laughs) yeah Do you think there's only like there's a limit to how much a friend can help someone in a toxic relationship like you know they can speak to them and say these are my concerns I'm really worried about you this is what I've picked up but how much more do you think a friend can do to help that situation? If you can make time for them and like just try and like pull them away from it for like even an hour or two like a week or something yeah just try and be there for them and like give them a place for them to be themselves. In, in my position I was really vulnerable after the whole strangling incident I think they realized that I was scared and that's when they took it out of my hands and they were like right we need to phone the police and they did and yeah they were right to do it do you think you would have called the police if your friends hadn't stepped in no yeah so sometimes it's important to step in like obviously ask them how they feel about it yeah because yeah. i know there's a there's a lot of stigma against going to the police for these things like absolutely you don't yeah a rat or a snitch or yeah. whatever but yeah. your safety comes first if that person absolutely, does not yeah. respect your safety then they are dangerous they should not be around other people one of my friends got in a toxic long distance relationship we always used to have a really good laugh and share 
all of our relationship worries and everything with each other. And she, after we graduated, told us that she had a friend that she had in America. She was just going to meet her uh, for a few weeks and then come back. So she comes back and she tells us like, this is my girlfriend. You know, we got really close when we were out there and, I, and I'm now in a relationship with her obviously absolutely fine we just wanted to know more information like you know who is she like what's she like when are we going to get to meet her all of that kind of thing but it was always really evasive at that point I was like okay fine maybe just navigating a new relationship dynamic and doesn't want to bring her friends into it that soon whatever mm-hmm. but um, as time went on like we found out that she was like tracking her location on her phone she was reading all her messages and then she came out to dinner once And we were sat eating dinner and my friend, she looked at the waiter to kind of get his attention. And her girlfriend turned around and said, like, why are you looking at him like that? Like, I know you're trying to get his attention. Like, what are you playing at kind of thing? And me and my other friend, yeah, I was really just in shock. And my friend just seemed completely different. Like, it was like, who is this person in front of me? Normally, she's really bubbly. We have a good laugh. But she was so uptight, so like on edge and I was just watching it getting more and more concerned. So the mistake I made in that situation was to not speak up quickly enough. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to let her navigate this relationship. Maybe I'm not the right person to speak about it. Maybe she doesn't feel comfortable around me. And that's what it is. Uh, And I kept trying to give excuses for it. But I had warning bells ringing in my mind and I kind of made them apparent, but I didn't want to say more than that because I'd learned from the last time that I would just be alienating my friends if I kind of take it and say exactly what I'm thinking and then what ensued after that was a really toxic relationship for her that she couldn't speak to us about because she just couldn't feel like she could and it got to the point where she was constantly being tracked she's now finally like she came out of the relationship like she had to go to therapy afterwards to relearn everything again after being in that relationship for like near three years And I said to her, I said, you know, when I was around you guys, I was getting really odd vibes and I tried to make you aware of it, but I could feel like you were resisting and you, you were kind of shutting yourself off. So I left it. And she did say to me, like, I really wish you had spoken up more. And I really wish you just shaken me to kind of make me feel like more aware of what was happening. It can be cruel sometimes because like you you can hold yourself to standards of what you know now, Yeah, but you didn't want to assume and like yeah I, I understand that but like trust your instincts and like yeah, yeah if if someone else also agreed with you then the odds are that is a little bit sus yeah. definitely exactly I think what you said is really important you do need to trust your instincts for me it was yeah. learning about a more sensitive way of delivering that message and I definitely think I've built up on that now I do I've learned from all the different experiences I've had and about patience and like giving them the safe zone to come back and relay that information to you so you can help them process it because the mistake you make when you alienate is that they your friend doesn't come back to you to to vent or feel like they can talk about it yeah I think it's it's important to remember that after they're going through that they're still unlearning the alienation exactly to feel in that relationship and like it's important to yes give them space but also like let them know that you care I think that's that's one of the most important things yeah. you can do and like yeah just be kind to yourself as well as yeah. to them you can only really do so much but learning to trust your intuition is a huge part of growing up mm-hmm. 
Having gone through what you've gone through now, when you see a friend potentially being in a toxic relationship, how do you like respond to it? I tell them, um, <laughs> basically. Are you blunt uh, with it? <laughs> I vet them. Uh, <laughs> I do trust my instincts now because yeah. um, obviously having them tested in situations like that, it, it does lead you to sort of remembering that you do know best because like the first time I met my ex it was really weird the way he looked at me is like mm. there was like a mental connection and I mm. heard him I heard in my brain like this guy wants to kill you and like really? yeah I know that sounds paranoid right no but like but sometimes there's a feeling you get and you maybe, have to trust it yeah. maybe it was based on something real because yeah. yeah like you do you just have to trust yourself oh I, I undermined uh, that and then let him undermine the rest of it never again i trust my instincts when it comes to like listening to people what they say and like how they say it let your friend know how how yeah. much they're worth and you have to constantly remind yourself that that's the basic that you deserve this has been a good convo <laughs> no it's been a it's kind of eye-opening but in a good way like you see like the way that you think is aligned with like you know how other people think you know if you're a good person and you come at it with good intentions then you should be entitled to receive the same back um exactly. and that's really really important yeah and like it kind of comes back to what the whole purpose of this conversation is is like having good people around you and Absolutely. people that you can fall back on friends friends, friends. are so important they're chosen family. Um, That's what I was going to say. I literally took it out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've heard that saying, um, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the uterus, but like, it goes to show that it's not necessarily what you're handed in life. It's, yeah. it's how you form things from that. And that, that can be from friendship to chosen family to soulmates to mm. finding you know you, you know fi finding your your own family yeah. out in the future i think it's about remembering your strength as a person the value that you have absolutely um, and the importance of the people around you i think as well This podcast was brought to you by the Friends Can Tell campaign, which raises awareness of how young women and non-binary young people can support friends who experience toxic behaviour or abuse in their relationships. The experiences Angie and I shared were our personal stories and opinions. If you'd like advice on the safest ways you can help your friends and support the campaign, you'll find these in our show notes, available on your podcast platform or at yourbestfriend.org.uk forward slash podcast. All of the conversations in the Friends Can Tell series are available now for you to listen. This podcast was made with me, Rita and Angie. It was created by On Our Radar and produced by Chris Walter, Chloe Cheeseman and Sarah Cardinal.